Hey everyone, with Thor Love and Thunder finally on Disney+, Plus, I'm here with Chris and we're going to take this opportunity to talk about the movie. We've both had a chance to see it. I'm sure all of you have had a chance to see it, uh, so let's just get into it. Chris, how are you doing? It's been a while. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me back on the show and mm-hmm. I can't wait to get started. Of course, uh, glad to have you back. Uh, let's just get started with initial thoughts. Uh, what were your expectations for this movie and then what did you think about it overall? Um, I did enjoy the movie. I thought it kind of seemed like a comedy. But I wasn't really expecting it to be mainly a funny movie compared to how the previous Thor movies were. So I didn't read any of the reviews, but I was just expecting more of a Thor-like movie with like a more serious presence. How about you? I liked it for the most part. Um, I agree, and it was a common sentiment that the movie did lean into the comedy a lot more than people were expecting. So that kind of took everyone by surprise. But about that comedy, since it has been so controversial, what did you think of it? Um, I know you weren't expecting it, but since it was there, did you like it? Was it funny to you? Was it not funny? Um, How did the comedy work for you? I thought it was funny. Um, I thought some of the scenes were a little over the top and the movie in general had too much in my taste to really have a meaningful story. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was a funny movie, but I think some parts do need to be dialed down a bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the balance, it was like maybe like 70% to 30% of like more meaningful drama and comedy. And I feel like that balance could have been maybe more 50-50 or or just something a little better. But moving on from that, I wanted to also spend some time talking about the characters of this movie because there are obviously a lot of them. Let's talk about Thor because Thor in this movie, he's different. He's a little goofier, a little aloof. He's a very different Thor than we've seen. Uh, So what did you think of Thor himself in this movie? Yeah, I thought it was a bit more of a playful mood than we've seen before. Um, I do think, though, that Thor went through some character development. He started off kind of alone. New Asgard is developed. It seems like a happy place, but Thor doesn't seem to have any friends or anybody he can reliably sort of trust and talk to besides the Guardians of the Galaxy, who we see him working with in the beginning. I thought the interaction was really, really short. For me, and I I guess the Guardians weren't supposed to have that huge of a role, but if you're going to include them, I would have liked to see more interaction between the characters as a whole. Yeah, I think you're right. I do agree, first of all, with Thor's journey. Like you, I liked his arc of going from someone who is kind of isolated alone to someone who has opened back up and uh, begun kind of, I guess, healing from all the people he's lost. Um, And then with the Guardians, I agree too. It felt a little bit contrived, I guess. Um, Should we talk about Gore now? He was kind of somebody highly anticipated as the villain of this. Um, What do you think of him as a villain? I'm not really a huge fan of Gore as a villain. Overall, the whole including gods in MCU, I just didn't really see that fitting. I understand his backstory. It was very simple. But I thought Gore didn't really seem like a marvel villain he Mm -hmm. did have one weapon which was the sword but he seemed more voldemort like or monster hobbit like not so much a super villain and i didn't really see how they personalized him i guess through the movie 
he didn't really show too much character. Yeah. Character after the first scene and then the very last scene. So as a whole, I didn't really appreciate him as much as a supervillain. I agree to an extent. Uh, I did like him overall, but I agree that he, and I think you really hit on this, he needed more. If they were going to go with him as a villain, he needed more scenes where they could show what his philosophy was, why he wanted to kill the gods. They needed to explain him better and give him more development and have more scenes with him because it was very brief. It was like, we get the first scene, he wants to kill all the gods, and then that's kind of all we get about his motivation. And then he's just kind of evil. And uh, I think we needed more of him if they were going to use him. I would have liked to see Thor face a villain that's more meaningful to him yeah. as a person since this is a Thor movie. So maybe some sort of distant relative or distant enemy where they reveal some sort of backstory where these two are connected would have been nice. I liked how in Thor Ragnarok they used Hela mm-hmm. and they characterized Hela way better than they did Thor in this movie. I think the connection, there wasn't really much of a connection between Thor and Thor. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's something I didn't even think of. They just kind of brought him in as this character, and then by the end of the movie, he just dies, and he doesn't really even get that much time with Thor. If they were going to use him, we needed more of him, and they needed to show him more, show his background, and explain him more, you know? Yeah, and she's definitely not going to be a part of the future MCU, I'm assuming. Yeah, he's done, I think. I don't think he's coming back. So what about Jane? Jane was a big one because she was just kind of the love interest in the first two Thors. And then she wasn't in Thor Ragnarok, just missing for some reason. And then she made her big return in this movie. What did you think of that whole storyline? I liked having Jane come back. I mean, as you said, she was a huge part of the first and second movies. And she's a huge part of Thor's person. Mm -hmm. And so I think bringing her back was awesome. Making her a superhero was kind of unexpected since she didn't really play that role in the previous movies. Um, I thought that the action scenes with them two together were really cool, how they were both similar and different. Their interactions, I thought, were pretty meaningful, especially at the end. And I think that including Jane in the movie really helped develop Thor's story and his character. I totally agree. I think a lot of the the kind of meaningfulness, the heart of the movie comes from their relationship and then what she's going through and then slowly dying of cancer and then him learning that and all of that. I thought that really worked. And I think that was probably one of the best parts of the movie for me. Um, and I just, I really liked the action as well. I liked the costume. I liked the way they took her story. It was unexpected, but it worked for me. Yeah, um, I liked how they switched. They switched between like this strong image of her as a superhero and then this dying yes. image in real life and how they were able to switch it back and forth and have it make sense i think marvel did a really good job of that yeah i totally agree scenes like that one where she's in the bathroom in the thor costume and then she drops the hammer and then suddenly she's back to normal sick Jane. that kind of uh, juxtaposition throughout the movie was really well done and i thought they uh they nailed that aspect of it so now moving on to i guess some of the more supporting characters uh valkyrie and then korg had a big role in this movie uh, what did you think of them? I liked how they included Valkyrie since she was also in Thor Ragnarok. I feel like she had a bigger part in Thor Ragnarok, yeah. though. She did get some screen time in this one, but there wasn't as much character development for her. I feel like she didn't have as big of a role as I initially thought she was going to have. Um, in that last scene, though, I thought she was definitely going to die. Yeah, but She actually didn't, which surprised me a lot. 
yeah i like her a lot i like tessa thompson the actress is really good but i just wish they had used her more in this movie i wish she had more to do she's just there and then she gets injured just so she's not in the final battle so i was kind of bummed with how little we got of valkyrie because i really like that character and then korg um what do you think of him so i think korg obviously is for comedic purposes yeah I liked him in the previous movie. I liked him in this movie. And I think that him sort of walking around with Thor being like his sort of sidekick slash team member, I think just adds some humor to the Mm -hmm. whole movie. So big fan of Korg being in the movie. Yeah, I like Korg too. And then the last one, the last main character, I guess, would be Zeus. And this was definitely also kind of controversial because this was a very different take on Zeus. And... I'm very curious. What did you think of Zeus in this movie? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) I thought the whole interaction, the city of gods looked beautiful Mm -hmm. on screen, even though it's all sort of made up and computer generated. I thought that it was awesome, but the whole interaction with Zeus, it, it was just unnecessary. I feel like Zeus didn't provide them any help whatsoever. He seems kind of weak. He seemed like a, like really cowardly. And I don't know, including, including gods in general, I just didn't like an MCU and then including these Greek gods with him. And then we'll see Hercules. I I just don't really like Greek gods coming into MCU because I think it just makes it too confusing with, you know, sort of who's going to be the upper power because we have had some debates about that. Yeah, there's two main points you've made there. First of all, with the gods thing, uh, I totally agree. Because like in the last year or two, Marvel has been introducing all these new characters, really powerful characters. You've got like the Egyptian gods and Moon Knight, all these gods. You've got like the Eternals, the Celestials. And there's all these, the TVA, all these big, powerful figures. And they haven't defined the hierarchy and we don't really know, like, is the Celestials above the TVA? Where does that fit with the gods? Who's the most powerful? It's become very, very confusing, very fast. And I think that's something they really need to explain and clarify, because I think that's a big problem. Yeah. And like the Greek god Zeus does not belong in a superhero movie, especially not in the goofy way that they portrayed <laughs> him here. Yeah, that one didn't bother me as much. I thought it was pretty funny, but I see your point. I guess now the general storyline, is there anything else we didn't mention? What do you think of the overall story and the ending, I guess? I thought the story wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. It was very simple, Yeah, I feel like. And that differs a lot from Marvel's previous stuff with um, the new Doctor Strange movie, some of the shows that they've had. So this one... It was very simple. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but basically we have the main villain, Gore, trying to kill all of the gods, Thor trying to chase him down. He comes into New Asgard, takes the children, leaves, and Thor has to recruit an army to fight Mm him. Um, So I thought it was overall very simple, very easy to follow and understand. Um, Nothing too special in my opinion i thought the ending was a little bit cheesy um very predictable what did you think i like the very general story of it like i like thor's growth i like jane's stuff i like the beginning and the end but i think some of the finer details 
like Valkyrie just gets injured, so she's not in the final battle. And then for some reason, Thor just knows that Zeus's lightning bolt can teleport, so he just teleports with it. There's a lot of things that are just very convenient throughout the movie that just feel like the writer is going, oh, we want this to happen, so we'll just do this. But there's not really a logical explanation for it, but whatever, this just happens. And I just felt like some of it, it just felt a little, I don't even know, engineered, I guess, to me. It felt like it could have used a little more time in the oven. There were moments that went a little bit too cheesy for me, like you said. The ending, not as much, but like when Thor gives all the kids the superpowers, something like that scene for me was like, okay, this is a little too cheesy for me. I get that's what they're going for, but just not, doesn't really fit with my tastes. Yeah, I think that scene in particular did not really fit with the Marvel thing. I get that it was for comedy, but that also makes huge flaws in the storyline. If Thor had the power to do that all along, he could have just brought an army of adults and then done that. Or like in Infinity War, he could have just given all of the Avengers the power of Thor to just like crush everybody. So that part just didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But moving off of that, what did you think of the screaming goat? Uh, That was probably one of the comedy things that didn't work for me as well. Like there was one time when like this one specific time when they crashed right into the planet and they screamed. That one was funny, but I feel like that was a little overused throughout the movie. I thought I found it amusing when he first got them. Mm -hmm. It gets Uh, on your nerves after a bit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, them pulling the whole ship, it kind of reminded me of like Thanos Slay, I guess. And it's not really supposed to be like that because this Stormbreaker is supposed to power the ship. Yeah, I don't know. It was goofy. The other thing I wanted to mention that I just remembered about the plot was this whole thing with Gore. The whole thing they're going for is this eternity, this being that grants wishes, I feel like they could have come up with something better, some other thing that grants wishes or some other plot device, instead of introducing a whole nother extremely powerful being that we don't know, like, again, the hierarchy, where does eternity fit with the celestials, with the TVA, with the gods? Like, it's too much, I feel like. I didn't really get what exactly it was. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cheesy that he could only grant one wish the one person who reached him mm-hmm. and that was it so yeah. he sort of got introduced and went away very quickly yeah and with your whole point of marvel bringing up a bunch of high beings i just feel like if they keep introducing so many high beings they're not going to get the chance to elaborate and really weave in all of them yes into the mcu and there will be lots of disconnects between stories yeah i totally agree and i think also with eternity it opens so many questions because if if this being that grants wishes is something that's that's well known enough that gore knows about it that thor knows about it like why didn't it thanos go there to wipe yeah, out the universe this whole time yeah where where doesn't why doesn't anybody else try to go there for any other reason like it just it just felt a little contrived like this is another one of those things like maybe come up with something better for them to be going for than this being that grants wishes. Um, so one more thing I also wanted oh, to yes. yeah. Thor's motivation. I also saw sort of a connection to Wanda's motivation. Yeah. Both of them are working to bring back their kids. Mm-hmm. One with the wish, one with, I guess, crossover into yeah. different realities Although the difference, the main difference with this, though, is Wanda's story 
was so much better developed and we knew her character we knew her intentions going in whereas with gore they tried to introduce him and try to have that same effect and it didn't quite work out in the span of one movie yeah agreed i think we could have gotten a lot more of gore to try to develop him better um but one thing i will say i have liked with a lot of marvel movie villains recently i think it was who did this i think Shang-Chi's dad did this, Wanda did this, Gore did this, and Icarus and Eternals did this, was instead of, you know, big big battle and then just being defeated, they got to this point in the big battle and then they made a choice. And instead of them just being defeated and that's it, either they kind of won and then they made a choice or something happened where they actively made a choice not to do whatever they were going to do. And I do kind of like that, giving the villains more agency. Yeah, I like how you draw that connection. Yeah, thank you. Um, side note, I mean, Gord just reminded me too much of Voldemort. <laughs> While watching the movie, once I made that connection, it kind of took away from some of the villain aspect because he kind of looked like Voldemort. He kind of talked like Voldemort. His overall shape was kind of like Voldemort. Yeah. And know. you know what's funny, too, is that in the comics, Gore is similar to Voldemort in that he doesn't have the nose. But when wow. they were doing when they were doing this movie, they were like, oh, no, we got to let him keep his nose. Because if we get rid of his nose, he's literally just going to be Voldemort. So they let him keep his nose. But it's still it's still the parallels are still there and it still reminds you of Voldemort. Now, should we talk about what do we think this means for the MCU going forward and any thoughts about the future of Thor if we want another Thor movie? So as a whole, compared to other movies, I feel that this movie does not really lead me to believe that the MCU is going to go much farther with this whole Thor plotline. I mean, they had one, two, and three built off of each other really well. Yeah. And then they have four, which is kind of just a big laughing comedy. You introduce all of these new people and these new places and new things, but then it all kind of just gets wrapped up at the end. Yeah. In big, funny mess. <laughs> and I... I don't really see this whole thing moving forward. They showed they showed a post-credit scene of Hercules going after Thor. We find out that Zeus is alive. So that must serve some sort of purpose. So I guess that might mean that Zeus and Hercules are coming back to the MCU in some scene, whether that scene be a major role or a minor role, which I am, again, not a fan of. We also have the second post-credit scene, if you'd like to talk about that. That one, I feel like, was just kind of closure. Like, okay, here's Jane. She made it to Valhalla. I don't see that going anywhere, really. I don't well, see that going anywhere. What thoughts on um, including Heimdall in that scene? I don't, I don't know. I thought it was cool, I guess, just to show another familiar face there. The only thing I thought about it was that, okay, they're establishing this is what Valhalla looks like as a physical place. So in the future, if we want to go back there, it's already like, we already know what it looks like. We already know kind of that it's available to us if in the future we want to go there. Yeah, I like that they brought back Heimdall because he was also a big part of the two movies Then he did have a very tragic death. I would have also liked them to somehow show some more visions of Loki since yes. Loki in the previous movies was also a big aspect of Thor's life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think I would like to see a Thor 5, but maybe tone down the comedy a little bit and if they're gonna do zeus i would like to see a little bit more of a threatening zeus um i'm curious to see where they take hercules from here 
Um, if that's a big thing, if that's a Thor five, if that's something more minor, I feel like Thor kind of with the way they ended it, you're right. Like they could continue onward, but also, I don't know, like they kind of left it closed, but also if they wanted to continue, they could, but it's not one like that's begging for a sequel immediately, you know? Yeah. I feel that they left it in an awkward position because if they want to go back to some previous villains or some other connections or storylines, it's going to be weird because you have one, two, and three that build up so nicely. Then you have four that's kind of just all over the place. So if they were to make a five, you can't really build a five off of this one yeah. of in Thunder. It's going to be hard since you ended so much of this storyline. So they're either going to have to introduce new things and new people again, which I don't necessarily want to see i would like to see them build off of some of the old stuff a little bit more but again with four sort of in the middle of that i think it's going to be hard to do so yeah i agree and i feel like this speaks to a larger thing with the mcu right now is that we're in this period where they're introducing so much so many characters so many just new things and we don't yet know where is this leading at all like we just have no clue how it's going to connect and it's just a thing we're still waiting to figure out what's the plan here all right everyone so that's going to wrap up our movie review on thor love and thunder thank you all so much for listening let us know in the comment section whether you agree or disagree with our takes what did you think of the movie what did you like or dislike too much comedy not enough comedy let us know and we hope to see y'all next time